0: What's good, Commanders? Family, Brian Cole with Junior here, and this is the Next Man Up Podcast. Where we talk to your favorite Commanders players, not so much about X's and O's, more about the man behind the helmet. And our Next Man Up is no other than our second-year safety, Percy Butler. Percy talks about growing up in Louisiana, what eating squirrel and raccoon is like, losing loved ones and having survivor's remorse, and also what the moment was like when he got drafted to the Washington Commanders. Great conversation with this young brother. All that and more starts, right? now. What's good, Commanders family? This is the Next Man Up podcast. I'm Brian Colbert, and I am here to talk to your favorite Commanders players. We don't talk so much X's and O's. We talk more about the man behind the helmet. And our next man up is no other than our second-year safety, Percy Butler. Percy, how you doing today, brother? Doing good. Doing good. Yeah, man. We're happy to have you. We know you're busy, man. We ain't gonna keep you too long, but like I said, man, we don't really want to talk too much football with you, man. We want to talk about the man behind the helmet, who you are as a person. That's cool.
1: Oh yeah, that's cool. All right,
0: man. man. Let's talk about Louisiana, man. Where you from? Your hometown, man. Talk about that a little bit and what that means.
1: Uh, I'm from Plaquemine, Louisiana. Uh, it's a small city. It's like probably five to six thousand people, you know. And it's it's like growing up there, it just give you a different mindset. Uh, Brian Mitchell, yeah. It's crazy. Like we had the same. Like, well, when I well at first I started off. At first I was a baseball player for real. Wow. And then I started like I, I'm gonna say I started like really like started liking football at like 11th grade when I seen uh Ty Harris. He went to LSU. I seen him, he went to like Under armor All American and all that. So I'm like, he could do it. I know I could do it. Yeah. So I started getting into the football, started checking out the camps, went to um Raging Cajun, UL Lafayette camp, got my first offer after the camp. So I was like, yeah, football, what I'ma do. Yeah. So I had completely stopped playing baseball. And Brian Mitchell, was well, like I mentioned him, he we went to the same high school, wow, to the same college and got drafted to the same NFL team.
0: Yeah. So did you have any like conversations with with Brian like leading up to, like in your childhood and your youth like leading up to all this stuff or did it kind of just all work out like that? Uh
1: Not really. Yeah. Uh, but last uh, Thanksgiving I ate at um Brian Mitchell House though. Wow. So it's like when I when I I think I checked in one time with him while I was at um UL. And then when I got here, it's like we've been, we communicate a lot.
0: That's dope. And I, I, I spent a lot of time with Ryan Mitchell as well, man. He's a really good dude. We work together on the uh, Game Day show. And uh, these Louisiana brothers, man, they stick together and they're tight. It's like I'll walk around with him sometimes and like a random person will be like, hey, you from Louisiana, ain't you? And He'll be like, yep. He'll be like, I am too. Like, I don't know. Like, y'all can see that y'all from Louisiana, man. How cool is that, having that bond with like
1: your hometown? Oh, most definitely. It's cool. You know, like, you could just tell somebody from Louisiana how they talk, how they walk. Lingo, you know how they answer <laughs> certain questions, yeah. certain words that they say, you yeah. Know? And that's, you know, that's cool because it's like you, we we all over the world. Yeah, like, we might be from the boot, but we all over. <laughs> now I've never met a brother from Louisiana that couldn't cook. So can you cook? Can you throw down a little bit? Oh, yeah, most definitely. I'll be cooking. Yeah, well, you yeah. know, you know, Louisiana, we smother everything, you know. Smother, That's how I like smother it. Smothered squirrel, all that you know. <laughs> so you've had smothered squirrel before? Oh yeah, for sure. I ain't never cooked it though. But my one of my um, he like my little brother. He be cooking it though. He do he do a lot of the hunting, you know.
0: If you had to explain what squirrel tastes like, is it like chicken? Like what is that? What's the consistency of squirrel?
1: Uh,
0: you ever had rabbit? Never. That can I've had. I, I uh, can't say I've had rabbit before either.
1: Well, I say it's more, yeah, it's it's similar to chicken. Yeah. So all right, what's the wildest thing you ever ate? Like, when you tell people and they're like, wow, you ate that? Like, Because uh,
0: y'all really will cook anything and, like, it be good.
1: Uh, for certain people? Well, I see certain people would think, like, probably an alligator or um, a coon. Raccoon, raccoon. The show. Raccoon. That ain't
0: dangerous eating a raccoon, man, with, like, this, like, the stuff they be eating and, like, the diseases
1: and stuff. But I'm saying, like, well, the raccoons that we hunt and yeah. eat. All in the wild, so they ain't getting into the dumpsters and like all the stuff that people okay, see. Okay, so it's and different. Stuff. Yeah, we don't have all the dumpsters and all that trash like that. If a coon on that, you don't want to eat that. Yeah, you know right, right. But these coons on straight, you know, wild food, you know.
0: Wow. And so you be hunting?
1: Uh, I be hunting a little. I, I mostly do the fishing, you know.
0: Yeah, so sure. that's, that's so crazy because all you guys are very much into like being outdoorsy and all that. So let's let's get back to football a little bit. You said when you got that first offer, you were like, okay. I'm done with baseball, I'm about to play football. Was that when you really realized, like, yo, I could be something special in football? For
1: sure. That's when yeah. I started taking it, like, uh, 100% serious, you know. Because at first, I was going to stop doing sports in general because I had I had my dog. Uh, and I, I couldn't, like, I couldn't really get no bread for the – give him no dog food. And if you know me, you know all my animals look top-notch. Yes, they do. All my do. animals, you know, swole. And yeah. So it's like I couldn't feed my dog. So I was going to go get a job at the tractor supply. Wow. my that it was like, "Nah, just get these grades. I'm going to make sure you can get some dog food." Wow. bless me right there. Wow, man. And and how big have your
0: parents been in this process and this journey of your life? You're still a very young man, man. You've made it very far at a young age. How have your parents been a part of that?
1: Uh, for sure they've been big, you know, always supporting me, you know, always telling me like to if if I'm doing something, you know, put 100% into it. And I feel like they well, my dad and my mom, I feel like they're a big reason that I made it to where I'm at. Because if I ain't had them, I, I feel like how, well, growing up in Plagma, like, if you ain't really got no support system and you ain't got nobody behind you, it's easy to get lost. Yeah. If you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. And when
0: you say get lost, man,
1: elaborate on that a little bit. When you say get lost. uh, It got a lot of stuff going on, like, you know. <laughs> and it's like, I ain't, I ain't going to hide it, you know. Like, I, I wouldn't the poor, you know, but. I grew grew up around a lot of poverty, so, like, in the bottom, you know, so it's like, boom, all this going on right in front of my eyes, you know what I'm saying? And, you know, when you young, you get interested in stuff like that, you know, and, like, my pops, he he was into it at first, you know what I'm saying? But when he had me, he changed around, he got on his feet, so, you know, just seeing him going to work every day, you know, really coming home, providing, you know, every day, like, my pops used to work. Seven days a week. Take one day off out the month. Word. Getting it in, you know, like real life. And then, like, I seen him do that, so I'm like, yeah, that's how you be a man. So Yeah. Gotta so, be a man. So your
0: pops set that example for you and all sure. that, man. What is watching your pops go through these different things? We say he was into some other stuff, changed a little bit for you being around. Like, what was it like seeing your pops go through that kind of growth as a man? Like, how has that affected you as a man?
1: Uh, I'm going to say it affected me because, like, he used to be, like, if, if I'm doing something and he find out, you know, because you know how it is when you're young. You sneaky, <laughs> yeah. you know. There's a lot me. of stuff yeah. my people, you know, don't know that I did, you know. Yeah. So it's like with, with him, if he find out something, he ain't going to come to me like my mom and my grandma and be like, uh, don't worry about it. Just don't do that. He going to straight up tell you. That was stupid. Yeah. You don't need to be doing that. Yeah. And I feel like having him right there, just keeping it soul 100 with me, you know, like through everything, yeah. I feel like that just – helped me just grow on a whole nother level. Man, I love hearing that about dads. I don't feel like dads get enough credit,
0: man. So I love when y'all pull up here, and y'all talk about y'all dads. And a lot of brothers that have been from, like, smaller areas, like what you describe, say that, like, their neighborhoods didn't even let them get into nothing. Like, they said that their community itself kept them out of trouble. Did you see that as well? Like, when people started realizing, like, oh, you're going to be special with football, did they start kind of making sure you stayed away from all the mess?
1: Oh, yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah. Like, uh, my my bigger cousin, um Ty, he he always made sure like he'll tell me like, boom, like that's something I always, you know, take pride in, like, not having no yes man's around me. You right. know like people who really gonna really like if I do something, they gonna check that, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Cause I'll check them if I if they do something I don't like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I feel like no matter how high you up, like how much money or all that, that really don't matter, you know. We still on the same level, we brothers, you know what I'm saying? So I feel like you should all if you feel like I did something that wouldn't like principles to like being a man, you know, let me know. You know what I'm saying?
0: Yeah. And and did that support system and like love you not only got from your family but your community, did that make you wanna stay in Louisiana and go to school out there? Like what went into that decision to stay close to home and go to college out there?
1: Uh so staying at home. So it's like, boom, I was either gonna go to Colorado State or I was going to go to uh UL Lafayette. That's the final two schools I had picked, you know, and it was like going to Colorado, my folks it, I'm an hour away at Louisiana Lafayette. Yeah. Colorado I hopped on that flight, and it's a twenty four hour drive. It's like yeah. all my people they just steady saying my pops he the only one telling me, man you may maybe need to get out the south. He the only one mm-hmm. telling me that because he know like I don't it, it wasn't good for me to be home, but like just talking to him and it's like he was just he would always tell me like right from wrong and stuff like that. And he made me like I feel like just having him right there kept me in Louisiana, you know.
0: When you went to college and you get out there, these things that your dad was a little worried about, you being too close to home to, did those kind of problems arise? And how did you ignore that and stay focused on the main
1: Uh, I feel like I, I those problems, they did come because I was going home a lot. It's an hour away, you know? Right, right. I was going home a lot uh, my first year. Then it's like he kept telling me, you don't need to be coming home so much. You don't need to be coming home so much. So it's like. Man, I start telling my boys, y'all pull up on me, cause <laughs> he ain't got none of that going on out here. We yeah. don't, we college. Like this, some a lot of people never seen right. from my area. You know, like never been to college, so it's like this college. So I'm, I'm showing them different, different parts, uh, different things going on. You know, and it's like you ain't got to be always. On that type of time.
0: Right. How important is it for you to be that representative for your community? Like you said, not everybody's gotten to where you've been at, but you want to show that. You want to show not only your peers that, but you want to show the kids that as well. How important is that, being that representation of your hometown?
1: Uh, I feel like that's important to me because, like, uh, my little cousin, he um, got killed in his sleep. Uh, Gun violence. Like, he got killed in his sleep. Mm. Somebody killed him in his sleep. So, like, that's important to me because it's showing, like, all the young fellas in in my city, like, you could do other things. You can go to school and still be, you know, like, a man. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You can go to college. You can get good grades in school. You can play sports. That don't make you soft. Yeah. Like, you ain't got to be in the streets to be tough. You know what I'm saying? You can right. go to school and be tough. Right. Yeah. And, and clearly, man, y'all brothers out here tough y'all ain't
0: on that field being soft. Like, y'all definitely tough. Go back to your cousin, man. I didn't actually know that you had lost your cousin, man. I'm sorry to hear that. How old were you when it happened?
1: Uh, this happened uh right before I want to uh uh five two two. I'll say right before the draft. Yeah, it happened last wow, year. Wow, man. Yeah. And had you ever dealt
0: with anything like that before? A loss like that
1: before? Uh, not really. So I lost, I lost my my one of my cousins this year, and I just lost another one of my brothers who we locked in with, like baseball, like. We played all our sports together. Like, when I got into baseball and started making the All-Star team, yeah. like, his mama was really, like, she you know, like, the auntie of the team. His mom really was that. So wow. it was like I lost him um, just recently, wow. not too long ago,
0: in November. I've talked to a lot of you um, guys, like, when we sit in these chairs, and the conversation comes up about dealing with these things, these life things. Like, y'all are football players. Y'all are big, strong men, right? But life happens. Right. How have you dealt with these things like with those deaths with those losses man have you had time to like emotionally and mentally deal with those things how do you overcome like you said right before the draft man you got big things coming you training you're doing the combine how do you stay focused when all these other things are going on
1: uh I feel like for me I feel like I stay focused because it give me like a little extra you know grit you know just to because every time I think about them it just boom you don't want to hit that extra rep you don't want to run that extra sprint it just Make you do it for them, you know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, man. Was it was it hard to deal with, bro? Like, was it mentally and like emotionally a hard thing to deal with them passing? Uh, for sure, it's hard. You know, like when I go home, it's like I'm always we we a group, so we always around each other, cooking or doing some, you know, hanging out, you know, right. that's cool. And So it's like when when them when they go down and they die, you know, like that's missing pieces to the puzzle. So it's like you've yeah, been a, looked at somebody and you know, like y'all have an inside joke or something like right. on something. And you'll look, and you'll be like, oh, he ain't even in his chair or something. Wow. Oh, he ain't even hearing no more. Wow. So it's like, it, hit, it hit, I feel like it hit me a lot harder when I'm at home, you know, because it's like i really be missing him because it's like, it's just crazy. Yeah, man,
0: no, I'm sure it is, man. And, like, especially with all the things you have going on because, yeah, we talk about the negative things, but like you said, you had a lot of positive things. Going on as well And a lot of times When that's happening And maybe your peers Aren't going through Those same things And they back home And going through struggles Sometimes we'll have Something called Like some survivor's remorse You, you know what that is Survivor's remorse I ain't never Where basically it. It's just like You feel guilt For your success You feel guilt For being making it out Of the places You made it out Missing of It's the time Yeah Do you ever have Those feelings yeah, man yeah. Where you, you know That survivor's remorse
1: All the time Yeah man All the you- time Cause it's like Boom I could've Boom Like I ain't even Get to talk to to them before they passed away, and it's like a lot of stuff I wanted to talk to them about. Like my little cousin who died uh right before the draft. He into horses, so he really he really got me into riding the horses. Wow, for real. So, cause I ain't really like I ain't really ride the horses until like he got into the horses, and then he got me into the horses. And it's like we we had a whole plan of how we was gonna just make a little farm, get some horses, and he was gonna be raising them. That's you know, cool, helping man. me out. Yeah. Nah, it's like, boom that's all though I gotta wait to do that when I have time for to do it but I'm always gonna do it for him you know
0: wow man and I mean there's people watching and listening that probably have gone through those same things or that will be going through those same things man how do you cope with that man how have you found ways to continue about your day and not let these bad things get the best of
1: you uh so with me like it's like it's always like no matter what in the world like it's it's always gonna keep spinning so you know I got a daughter. I got a yeah. family to feed, so it's like I got to keep – I got to stay, stay the course and, you know, stay with her, you know, grinding. Yeah. yeah, man, you mentioned your
0: daughter, man, so let's go back to that draft because draft night, you had a very interesting 72 hours. You get drafted, and then right after that you have your first baby girl, man. Talk about being a girl dad, man, and what that was. Like, we're going to talk about the draft next, but I feel like the most important thing is your daughter. What
1: was it like, man, having your baby girl during such an amazing time for you? Uh, it was it was a it was a crazy time for me because it's like ooh, I watched the whole thing like when she came out and it was just like nothing can replace like the joy that you the or the feeling that you get from being you know like a dad like boom I'll be here, I'll be hurting you know yeah, going through practice you know I love it, but at sometimes it's like, yeah, you won't stop sometimes you go home, your daughter' she running up on you smiling, smiling jumping <laughs> in your arms yeah, it's just different. Yeah, man, and I, I see it. I see you light up, man, the
0: minute I mentioned your daughter, man. That's really, really cool. And she just had, she just turned one back in May, right? Mm-hmm. What has that been like raising a little girl, man? I mean, we guys, right? Like, we, you know, a lot of times we think about maybe having a son, but we don't really think about what it would be like to have a daughter. Man. What has it been like for a young man like yourself
1: raising a young lady? Uh, I'm going to say for me, it's it, it been, I love it, you know. It's been crazy, you know, because it's like you see them, like, Start off, it's like a seed sprouting. Yeah, you know? And then she just started, like, talking and stuff. So, like, she'll come up in there and, and, like, if I ain't paying no attention and I'm just doing something, just watching TV or something, she'll slap something off the table. <laughs> and then she'll be like, sorry, sorry, <laughs> sorry. And, then, and you just you just fold, up. Huh? You just oh, fold. Yeah. See, I'll be mad. I'll look at her. then <laughs> I'm like, oh. All right. It's, it's, it's okay, baby. It's okay. That
0: is so cool, man. It, it, what an adjustment, right? Not only becoming a dad, but, again, you're an NFL player. You get drafted, man. Let's take us back to draft night. Yeah, you're in year two now, but let's talk about draft night a little bit. Get that call from Washington, man. What goes through your head? What was you feeling, man? Tell us about that.
1: Uh, so the day before, we I had um we my agent here got me this spot like on the riverfront. So it's like I'm in the house and we we chopping it up. He's like, I right, I think um somebody might take you in the third. Boom, that don't happen. The next day, I just <laughs> I just wake up mad, mad, mad. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm just, and he like, don't be, he pulled up on me. He like, man, you ain't got nothing to be mad for. Right, You're right. blessed. Yeah. You fin- i just been talking to a lot of people. You finna go early today. You finna go early today. So I'm like, man, I don't even wanna be at this house no more. Right. So, so i like, you can get the, I'm giving the keys and stuff. So I start driving back to Plagman So on my way home, um, I pull up straight to my mom's spot. Phone start ringing. We just got to the house. I done went on the back porch. And, and everybody like what
0: person what person?
1: Yeah. Oh, I'm getting the call. Wow! Oh, so you yeah. were by
0: yourself essentially?
1: Yeah, I was like er- they was in the house because right. we had just pulled up. They was in the house. I had walked on the back patio, yeah. closed the door, taking the call because I'm like, man, I don't know this number. <laughs> so I'm I'm, I'm really kind of confused, still mad. But when I when they when they, um when they start talking to me, I'm like, oh yeah, it's up right here. Yeah. man, what's that first thought that comes to your mind when you hang up that phone? What's the first thing you do? What's the first thought? First thing I do, first thing I did, I just ran up on my mom, gave her a big hug. Wow. So. Yeah, what'd your mom say to you, man? Oh, she was just smiling, just screaming. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Then yeah. the dog, we got a little poodle. Well, my mom got a Laputa? poodle. He just barking away. <laughs> <laughs> he don't know what everybody's screaming for. He just barking. And then you were able to
0: embrace all your family and all that, man. Is, is that a moment right there where you're like, okay, I made it? Or is it like all right, now the job starts. Like, now
1: the real work begins. Oh, no, it was a start for me. Yeah. That's all I'm thinking. Like, it's, it's just a start. Yeah, did you have any idea that you would be ending up out here that they would draft you? Did you have any clue? Uh, Coach Nate, he had actually – he we had did a Zoom call. Oh, okay. Probably um a week before the draft. So it's like he was asking me all these questions, and I'm answering. Um, boom, boom. So it's like I ain't really – like, this – Washingtons, they show interest, but they didn't show interest like some other. Like, I thought I was going to go to three other teams. They wow. were showing a lot more interest than Washington, you know. So it really surprised me when he, when, I, when I got the call and I realized what team it was. Yeah. So I was really surprised. It's
0: crazy because everybody that sat in this chair said the same thing, that they had no idea that Washington was going to draft them. So that's so interesting to me because you always assume that you guys have, like, some type of inkling in, like, right, right, I'm going right. to get this call. So you have your rookie year. And, and you and you impress, man. You turned heads, man. The coaching staff liked you. People like you. What was that like for you, though, man? What was it like you getting through that first year and like trying to go
1: through these growing pains of being a rookie? Uh, the first year, I ain't gonna lie. The first rookie year really was the longest year of my life. Wow. Yeah, the longest year because it's like you because we had a late bowl game, yeah. so it's like soon right out of the bowl game, I had probably a week off. And y'all wanted to. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> y'all wanted to. Went straight to training. Yeah. And then I had the, the funeral I went to. Then I then it was like boom, combine. Then it's draft. Then you right back here for um Ricky Minicamp. Right OTAs to work. come up. So it was really long. And it was it was really like a good learning experience, you know. I had some good vets around me, K Full and them. They yeah. always helping out Cam, Bobby. It yeah. was really helping me a lot. Defo. Yeah. Yeah, they was really helping me a lot. So I feel like it was a good learning experience, you know, and understanding like it was able for me to understand like how the league is. And last year, during your rookie season, man,
0: you had a cool moment. I don't know if you remember this. Or you probably do because it was, like, kind of viral. You playing the Packers. Yeah. And it's the end of the game and I don't know how this happens. Maybe you could explain to us how this happens. But you found a fan and you got a cheese head from the fan, a package cheese head. Anybody that oh, knows yeah. Green Bay knows what cheese oh, heads. Yeah. Talk to us about that, and how that happened and what made you want to do that.
1: What's crazy about that Since I still got the cheese head in my house, right? <laughs> do now. You? Oh yeah, I, I sh- got it. I should up. ask you to bring oh, it Oh yeah, when I when I when I get a crib, I'm gonna put it in the little case. Nice, nice. Oh yeah. So like how that went is right right after the last snap, when we when um when the clock is zero, I just ran to the stands. Took off the gloves, uh, <laughs> gave it to a fan like, oh, I want the cheese head. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Did you always have your eyes like, what made you want the cheese head? Did you just see it during the game and like, those just fly? I seen a couple of them. It had, I forgot what else it was. It had one thing that I really wanted, but I think when they seen that the fan, when they realized they was going to lose the game for the Packers, they hurry up and got on out of the, uh. and then I then I looked in the, the, um, the section where, I forgot what it was that I really wanted. I looked in that section. I know I looked in that section. And I seen some a woman, she was like right at the bottom and she was still cheering, you know. So I'm like, Oh, she in a good mood. Let me she go, go hook ask,
0: <laughs> let me let me go ask her. And she hooked you up and all you, oh, yeah. you gave
1: her a glove. Oh yeah, I gave her the glove. That's
0: so cool, man. Well clearly you had a good rookie year, man, and your second year's been very exciting, man. A lot has happened for you yeah. in this second year. You know, we've had some injuries go down. We've lost some really key pieces, but that's opened up the way for you right. to really come out and ball, man. How has the second year been different? How has the game changed for you in your second year?
1: Uh, I'm gonna say this second year, it the game slowed down a little, but it's like you know you're still learning. You know, it's still year two. I, I'm, I'm making a couple mistakes, but it's just like I'm learning and I'm just not trying to make the same mistakes. It's like and then like some plays I. I've always been making the good play this year instead of making the great play. I just got to work on my hands and get the ball, you know. Yeah, man, when you're making
0: plays, I mean, man, you forced the fumble last game. Like, you know what I mean? You're doing some good things. And it seems like the coaching staff really enjoys who you are as a person, man. And we've enjoyed talking to you on Next Man Up and learning who you are more as a person. And before we let you go, man, I think it's very, very interesting. You're so young, but we were talking before we got on and into real estate. Into real estate. You're not into that. You're also into dogs as well, man. You breed dogs as well. So you're into these business business ventures. And it worked out. So when you got your first house, that your realtors were black women. Right. Right? And we talked about that. Now you have you, a young black woman. You have you, a young black girl that you're raising. How important was that to start business with your own
1: people? Uh, It's very important, you know, because it's like every— I'm going to say, like, every race, they always work together, you know? Yes. So, it's like, our race, it's like, we always bumping heads. Right, exactly. And we never want to see the other person do better than yeah. and like Crabs in why, a barrel type right, thing. Right. Yeah. Well, like, why we all can't eat, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, yeah. And, you know, like, I like all of us to come together. Like, I'm big on family, you know? Like, when you, when you want to mind, you my family, you know? So, it's like, I really want, like, all of us to come together, you know, and just grow, you know? That's so cool, man. It's cool to hear a young man talk like this, man, and have
0: that wherewithal about him. Um, what's next for you, man? Like, clearly you're into business, man. You're into investments, man. What kind
1: of stuff are you looking at doing, man, in, in your young career? Uh, to me, uh, for me, I am I feel like it just coming out next year, you know, and balling, you know, like like no questions. Like, that's all I'm focused on right now. I'm really focused on the ball right now. We love so this, that. Being where my feet is because this what – God got me here. He blessed me like out of everybody at my high school. He blessed me to make it. You know what I'm yes, saying? Sir. So it's like you got to take this blessing and you can't like it's a gift, you know. It ain't like he just said like you don't get like I get to do this. Right. Like I get to play football. Right. So it's you like, appreciate it. It's not right, a, it's not a burden. It's a right, gift. Right, right, right. right for yeah, sure. Man. So it's Like just appreciating that and like putting in all my coins and putting in the work, you know, to better myself. And man,
0: we've seen you do it, man. We see you put that work in, man. You're clearly getting better and better. Every time you step on that field, I need you to do one thing for me. That's your ISO camera right there, man. For those that aren't aware, I need you to look in that camera and tell the fans who
1: is Percy Butler. Uh, who is Percy Butler? So Percy Butler is the a caring man, loving love the people you know. And you know, I'm gonna bring that juice every time. That's me. Amen to that, man. We can't wait to see you bring more
0: and more juice, man. We got Few games left of the season. You're getting a lot of time, man. We love seeing you out there. I'm sure you're going to make some more big plays. Percy, bro, we appreciate you, man. For sure. Thank you so much, Commanders. Oh, of course, man. Of course, man. It was a pleasure, man. Commanders, this is the next Man Up podcast. And our next Man Up is no other than our safety, Percy Butler. Percy, appreciate you, man. Thank you. sir. Love podcasts, but we have a lot more for you on the Commanders Podcast Network. That's right, we have the Command Center Podcast with Logan Paulson, Fred Smoot, and Santana Moss. It's like hanging out with your best friends, but you're talking all Commanders football. Then we have the Players Club with legends London Fletcher and Santana Moss, and they sit with your favorite Commanders players, and they talk football in a way that only those who played the game could. Then, of course, we have the Get Loud Podcast with Mike Jenkins and Fred Smoot doing what they do best, getting loud. That show is a lot of fun. And then, of course, we have the Next Man Up Podcast be back next Tuesday with another one of your favorite Commanders players. All that and more can be found on the Commanders Podcast Network, streaming wherever you get your podcasts, or you can watch us on the Commanders YouTube page.